Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Now we'll go. Good morning. This is Brandon Clark coming to you from the Real Presence Radio Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, joined by my co-host this morning. I'm Brad Gray on the other side. Brad Gray. So if you uh, have listened before and you've heard us hosting before, we've only hosted a few times, but uh, we have dubbed ourselves the B-Squad. That is us. We're the B-Squad. So the B-Squad is back on the air on a Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock. And we have a great show lined up for you. And uh, we'll tell you about that. But I think first, uh, it would be very fitting as we start every show. And, you know, especially as we look at things happening in the world around us, they might not make sense and they might just, you know, just seem a little uh, overwhelming at times. You know, we Mm -hmm. we know we can place our hope in the Lord and and we can trust in the Lord. So, Brad, can you lead us in prayer as we start? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Loving God, you are so good. And you are present with us right now. We praise you and we bless you. We thank you for your closeness to us, for your fidelity. We thank you for showering the gifts of of love and grace and mercy upon us, and especially the gift of your son, Jesus. We thank you that we have the privilege of being yours. We ask, Father, that you send your Holy Spirit upon us this morning to break open our hearts, to make us receptive to all that you want to say and do in us and through us, that this time of discussion, of conversation about our faith, maybe a, a time of edification, a time of blessing, and a time of transformation. We ask all of this in the name of your Son, Jesus, in the words that he taught us as we pray. Our Father, who, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Brad. Uh, So we are waiting for our first guest to get on the line this morning, Dr. Della Martinson of Catholic Charities North Dakota, who will be talking about telehealth services. But I do want to give folks a heads up on on what's happening uh, throughout the rest of the show. We have Jeff Bates. He's a Catholic counselor. He's a solid guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Just just fantastic to work with. He's going to be talking about a uh, rather difficult topic, let's say that on working through pornography addiction and marriage. So if you do have little kids around or children around, you may want to um, either send them away or or, um, turn off the radio and catch the podcast for that discussion as it might be a little sensitive uh, for younger younger listeners. And then after Jeff, we have uh, Dr. James Link, a, a great psychologist out of the Diocese of Bismarck, talking about the psychological benefits of a hopeful heart. Don't we need that? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, And to close out the show, we'll be visiting with uh, Mark Sherman, founder and CEO of Organic Conceptions, talking about uh, another very difficult topic, couples struggling with infertility. And I will say that, you know, when, when we had our staff prayer, we have staff prayer every Wednesday morning, um, you know, a couple of people um, were praying for those they know who struggle with infertility. So I, I think it's something where 
you know, a lot of people know at least one couple oh, yeah. who struggle with infertility. Yeah, in my work with uh, the Marriage and Family Life Office for the Diocese of Fargo, um, we're finding that this is becoming a more and more prevalent uh, issue, and it, it becomes so overwhelming oftentimes for many couples that are dealing with this. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that with Mark. Uh, that'll be a great discussion. But we do want to kick into our first guest. We have Dr. Della Martinson of Catholic Charities North Dakota on the phone with us this morning. Good, doc- good morning, Dr. Della. Good morning, Brad and Brandon. How are you this morning? Fantastic. Great to have you on the air. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah. So as we begin, Dr. Della, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you do with Catholic Charities North Dakota. Certainly. I am a licensed Ph.D. psychologist. I've been in practice for over 25 years and practicing in the state of North Dakota here for 22 years. Um, I recently joined uh, Catholic Charities North Dakota in February of 2020, um, providing outpatient services through their Minot office. And I'm glad to say that this is the first time for Minot's office to have the ability to provide counseling services. We have uh, services in Fargo and Bismarck and Langdon as well. Fantastic. Well, it's it's great to have you on board with us, and I'm sure Catholic Charities is extraordinarily blessed and grateful that, that you've been able to join their staff as well. Yes. All right, so Dr. Della, for those who aren't quite sure what services are covered, can you give us a brief explanation of what telehealth services are, what it is, and what, what it's all about, and what, what can be covered by that? Sure. Um, telehealth services has really um, grown. Initially, when telehealth um, and telemedicine in particular started, um, it may be it would have been more where a uh, physician was located maybe in a larger city or at a distance, and there was a satellite clinic that the patient would go to, and a televideo system would be set up and they would be able to communicate through that. There would likely be a nurse also there with the patient uh, taking vitals to be able to explain that to the doctor and such. Now, however, we really are seeing um, more where the telehealth services are being provided where the physician is or psychologist, counselor is in their own office or clinic, and the, and the patient or the client is actually in their home environment. Um, and this has really um, been a boom for providing services to the rural areas um, where there is a shortage of mental health and medical providers. Um, one of the things that um, we have to be cognizant of when we're providing telehealth services is licensure issues. Um, So I am licensed in the state of North Dakota. If my client happens to travel to South Dakota, I cannot provide that telehealth service Mm. to them unless I'm also licensed in the state that they are in. So that's just something to be aware of. So even if they're just on vacation on a trip and they, they figure, well, I've got telehealth, so it doesn't matter where I am, they go off to the, the Black Hills, and then they can't have their appointment with you, even if they're temporarily in another state? That's correct. Hmm. Under um, With the COVID-19, there was um, some lifting of that restriction initially. Um, 
that is being pulled back. But typically, you must be licensed in the same state that you and your clients are currently in. Hmm. You know, Dr. Della, when we're in normal times, whatever those are, uh, probably, let's say, let's pre-COVID-19, um, I, I would think that televideo uh, was something that was just coming on, especially for rural areas. But um, as you mentioned, you know, th- there have been a boom for service in rural areas. Would you say that there has also been an increased need for it as we have had uh, lockdowns and uh, different restrictions on things like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. People are not wanting to um, travel outside of their comfort zone. In in the rural areas, um, oftentimes we're seeing a much lower rate of the virus. And so leaving your security and safety of your hometown, going to um, a town, let's say, where Fargo has a high rate, Mm-hmm. Um, and interacting, being exposed, and then coming back, there's a fear of, am I going to bring it back to my community? Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by Brad Gray. And we're visiting with Dr. Della Martinson of Catholic Charities North Dakota about the telehealth services that they offer. Um, and, and just kind of talking about the the boom for services that we've seen <clears throat> not only in rural areas, but also, you know, uh, with the with the onset of, of COVID nineteen. You know, uh, the other the other thing that I think of here, Doctor Della, too, would be um, that that isolation aspect and how these telehealth services could probably help tremendously with with people uh, who are struggling with the isolation and then being separated socially. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, one of the things that has occurred um, is that there is a greater uh, ability and reimbursability um, for check-in services. So mm. being able to check in with your, uh, maybe it's your elderly client or your client that is isolated um, to see how they're doing. And making that human connection and that social connection is very important to decreasing the sense of depression that comes along with the isolation. That's, uh, that's, that's fascinating. I, you know, I have to say, Dr. Marinson, that um, I think many of us have found during the time of quarantine and, and shutdown that, that there can be a greater effectiveness to some of these things, some of these um, remote services than perhaps we had previously considered. You know, as, as Catholics, we're a, a very incarnational people. We believe very much about the the value of being physically present to one another, and um, you know, I, I have to say that I, along with many others I've spoken with, have have come to see that there is a there, there's a real value that can be uh, can be accessible through some of this video conferencing and, and things like telehealth. What what's been your experience? Has it been an awakening in the midst of this? Was this something that you were kind of always tuned into, or what's what's that been like for you? Um, it really has increased my awareness and usefulness, even on a personal level. Um, I may have reached out to friends and family via the telephone, mm-hmm. and while talking, you know, you're maybe doing the dishes or doing something else. When you do it with teleconferencing, though, you're sitting down, you're face-to-face, even though it's through um, a monitor, but you are much more present in that interaction and that conversation. 
Hmm. How have you seen that then, you know, in the clients that you have worked with, how have you seen that really change, you know, maybe their, their mindset, their mood, their, their outlook on things? Yes. Um, I think that my clients as well as myself, truly, um, prior to COVID-19 and, and kind of the, the push and requirement to do telehealth and therapy sessions in that manner, we were a little reluctant as to how this was going to come off. Mm-hmm. Um, that sense of, can I build rapport? Um, will I be able to pick up on some of the subtle behavioral cues and body language? It has been quite effective in terms of being able to do that. And it has allowed for continuation of services that some people may have just got coming and not have had that additional support. Yeah. And, and part of the reason we, we have you on the radio this morning uh, was because, you know, uh, Chad Prasowski, who works for Catholic Charities as well, was saying, you know, I don't know that a lot of people know that these services are available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we head into break here, Dr. Della, can you just tell us, like, who, who is available to receive these services? What, are there costs behind them? You know, what, what, what does that all look like? Again, one of the... Upsides of COVID-19 is that many of the major insurance companies previously did not cover telehealth services or counseling in particular. They may have covered it for the psychiatric care um, and some medical care. This really pushed them to provide and reimburse for those services, in turn allowing for many more people to access them. Hmm. Well, that's great. So there's more accessibility now than there was prior to COVID with, with regard to these services, is what you're saying then? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, do you find that there are certain things that are more difficult um, to do via... T- I mean, does are you limited at all with regard to telehealth, or is is the, the playbook wide open? Um. Okay. Um, I think that um, individual therapy and to um, a little bit lesser degree, um, couple and family therapy um, are responding very well to that telehealth, telemedicine, televideo uh, format. Uh, Group therapy and support groups, I think, struggle a little bit more with Mm. utilizing that format. Um, you may have had the experience of being on a teleconference, and it's, it, it, you tend to find people interrupting each other when mm. there's multiple people on. And sure. so I think that, that that does not respond as well, but again, it is providing a service that otherwise might not have been there, um, missing out on some of those support group meetings. Right. Dr. Della, if we could just have you hold the line, we do need to step away for a break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back with Dr. Della Martinson of Catholic Charities of North Dakota talking more about telehealth services and how they could maybe even be a way of the future when it comes to healthcare. Mm-hmm. All this and more when Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. Well, God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors. He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible, and we hope the future brings you here, close to home at mountmarty.edu. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And we want to welcome you back to Real Presence Live and thank you for joining us this morning. We are your hosts, Brad Gray and Brandon Clark. We're the B-Squad. The B-Squad, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Definitely not the A squad. The no, B-squad. sir. Uh, and we are speaking with Dr. Della Martinson of Catholic Charities in North Dakota. We've been speaking about uh, telehealth services and really the, the role that they play. Um, one question to get started, Dr. Della, uh, to, or, or to, to come back, I should say. Um, you know, some of the things that I found is uh, in conversations and a little bit of my own experience is that one of the things that telehealth does is, or, or remote you know, video conferencing options um, is it sometimes seems like it reaches people that you can't reach otherwise. Um, you know, like there's some people that, that just aren't willing to walk through the door uh, of a facility or, or you know, perhaps they're, they even have apprehensions about leaving their home. Um, what's been your experience with this? Do you feel like there's been any sort of access to those that you might not have otherwise been able to reach? Yes, I think that um, although progress has been made, there still is a stigmatism towards hmm seeking mental health services and assistance. And with telehealth, there isn't that fear of walking into the office or the agency that has behavioral health, mental health services on the door, or who might I run into in the Mm -hmm. waiting room. So there's that privacy in that regard, um, as well as indeed people do um, struggle with the um, fear of leaving the safety of their own home. 
um, people, particularly who have had, who have some um, obsessive compulsive disorder issues and are very hypersensitive to germs. Mm. And um, exposing themselves to the outside if they leave um, and would not seek services or be able to obtain it, services. Yeah. And, you know, before the break, we were talking about how uh, major insurance companies are now able to, you know, help cover these services. So, you know, if there is coverage available, how we're, we're kind of talking about access, but in a different way, how are people able to access these services and receive the help that they need? Well, the first would be is to contact the provider of the services that you're seeking to see if telehealth is available. And then also contacting your insurance company to ensure that, yes, indeed, that service is covered. Mm. Um, so that would be the first place to start. Is it uh, from like a practical standpoint, is it pretty similar to, you know, doing a lot of the Zoom meetings that we've all been doing or using, you know, GoToMeeting? You just, you're able to jump on, on your computer or the, are the, what's it look like practically? Is there, are there things that people have to get in order to be able to make use of this, um, you know, software downgrades and all that? How's that go? So um, essentially anything from a smart a smartphone to your um, home computer hmm. can be utilized. Um, typically, you do have to download the app, and when setting up the appointment, your provider or, or their scheduling assistant will send you instructions. I send an introductory letter with instructions as to how to download this app, how I will be sending you um, an email with a link to the website and to the meeting, and then um, typically I encourage people to um, do a practice or a, a trial run mm-hmm. so that um, they know everything is set up. Um, I often have um, people on the telephone with me at the same time that we're getting online in case they're struggling with, where's the unmute button? How do I get the video mm. to go? Um so there, there's always a few um, hiccups initially, and those are really easily worked through. I would encourage people to um, prepare for their telehealth session in terms of ensuring that they are in um, a room or an area of privacy hmm. so that they're not going to be interrupted. So that right. might mean having... Um, somebody available to watch the kids for a little bit or ensuring that if, if you're um, doing this over your lunch hour at work, that your office door is closed and you're not going to be interrupted. The other piece is to um, be aware of your lighting um, so that um, I can see or your provider can see your face. Um, and there's better interaction in that regard. Um, very important, do not be driving. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Dr. Della, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the point of privacy because I brought up a question that I had in, in my mind about confidentiality. So you were talking about, you know, people being not wanting the stigma of being seen walking into a behavioral health building or, or office, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but we have heard, you know, in this onset of, of COVID and trying to figure out the virtual world about people's Zoom meetings getting hacked into or, you know, things like that. So, uh, can you, can you just address the the confidentiality and uh, the the measures you take to make sure that everything uh, stays safe and and uh, confidential for the clients? Yes, Zoom is a good example. Zoom has two levels of services. One is that um, common, free, everybody can access and vulnerable to hacking level of service, and the second level is paid for, and it reaches and um, ensures that HIPAA compliance is maintained, and so there is that guarantee of privacy and reduces that hacking. When um, you are set up with, for example, Zoom on that HIPAA compliant level, you will be given a password. So you have to put in that password in order to access other um, platforms um, and tell uh, Catholic Charities initially was using Zoom, although due to that concern regarding hacking and, and privacy, we have moved to a higher level of confidentiality, and that is we use team meetings. And so with team, I will send you an email. You can click onto that. It brings you to the meeting room. However, you are in a virtual waiting room. And so I have to click on to let you in. So I am able to control who enters into that meeting with me. Hmm. And that, again, provides an extra level of confidentiality and privacy. Excellent. Uh, If you're just tuning in right now, this is Real Presence Live. We are Brad Gray and Brandon Clark, and we are speaking with Dr. Della Martinson of Catholic Charities of North Dakota, talking about telehealth services and and the opportunities that those present. Um, Dr. Martinson, um, one of the questions that that uh, I'm curious about is when we spoke a little bit about the confidentiality and so on, um, you also mentioned children. And how does that work with with regard to, are there certain... um, preparation, certain things that you have to do to make sure that that's maintained? Or or what's the dynamic with regard to children utilizing telehealth? Again, this was uh, an area of surprise. Um, I do play therapy, use art therapy in in my work with kids, and I thought, how is this going to transfer? Um, One way is there are telehealth therapy games that are online. Um, There is also um, what is called a virtual sand tray. So a sand tray is kind of what you think of it in terms of the sand and figures and things that are moved around and stories are told with that. And so with the virtual sand tray, we can have that up on the computer with myself and, and the kid, and they can move those pieces around. We can talk about it. What's great about it is I can then save that at the end of the session so we can pick up exactly where we are before. Hmm. In 
you know, and, and face-to-face therapy, you might take a picture or a drawing, and the kid is still not convinced that the next kid who's coming in isn't going to mess up their sand tray. So huh. this provides them with their individual unique sand tray. Um, it does take more planning mm-hmm. um, on the part of the therapist and coordination with the parents. And so I will make some copies of some drawings or some activities. I will send those ahead of time to the parents so they can download them, ensure that there's crayons or other um, items that I might need for the session available. So it does take a bit more prep work. Um, Our kids are pretty used to computers and, and videos and adapt to this much better than some of my older clients. Sure. Yeah, I was going to ask a question about the children. You know, there's there's events that happen in our lives that you just never forget, right? So for me, it, it's uh, an unforgettable event from my childhood was 9-11. I mm-hmm. can remember where I was when I heard about it, watching it on TV, everything like that. Um, is this one of those biggest moments for, for children that, that they'll remember? Um, are, are they kind of seeing, is this like a a whirlwind thing that they're they're having a tough time processing it and and how do you work with them through that it really is different with each age um you know our adolescents are experiencing it as a greater loss socially hmm. um in terms of what graduation was or wasn't what prom hmm. was or wasn't um and that lack of hanging out sports and how that will look our younger children have more of a greater fear of what happens when you get sick Mm -hmm. Um, and why can't I see grandma and grandpa the way we used to. Mm -hmm. So being able to talk with your child or adolescent about what their thoughts are, what they are worried about and having that open and honest conversation with them as well as modeling for them how, as adults, we are coping with some of the social isolation or the added stress, how we are doing self-care, how we are showing gratitude and finding the positive aspects that the virus has caused us to strengthen. Family time is one of the pieces that has been a wonderful part of allowing us to slow down and have that time with our kids that we didn't because we were working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Della Martinson, thanks so much for being on with us today and for telling us about telehealth services. If, if somebody does want to find more information, where can they go to find that? They can go to um, Catholic Charities, North Dakota website. They can go to also any of their uh, regional human service centers for additional resources, as well as on the North Dakota mental health website. Sounds great. Thanks again for being on with us this morning. Thank you. Well, Brad, uh, we got just a few seconds here before we had to break, uh, but uh, any any last thoughts that you have about uh, what we just spoke well, about? Well, I just think it's fantastic. And it's, like I said earlier, it's, it's certainly been eye-opening to me to realize that there actually are certain realms where this can actually enhance interactions. 
Uh, it's certainly not a replacement for you know in-person encounters, but um, the Lord God is is infinitely creative, and He continues yeah. to be present in a multitude of ways, in ways that we would never anticipate. You know, absolutely. So, uh, telehealth services through Catholic Charities North Dakota, and and I'm sure other Catholic charities. I, I know we've had. Uh, the Catholic Charities of Rapid City, Diocese mm-hmm. of Rapid City on as well, and uh, they have similar services. So be sure to check them out if you're in need of those services. All right, it's time to head to a break. Up next, how you can work through a pornography addiction in marriage. It's a tough one, and mm-hmm. uh, we've got a great guy 